Hello, and welcome back to Viva La Action, the action movie podcast where we're talking all things action movies, from the good, bad, and underrated. My name is Santi, and with me as always is my co-host, Grayson. Hello, that's you made, me. You made laugh. <laughs> I did. I was boogieing. You were doing a little dancey dance. Yeah. Uh, how you doing? I'm doing all right. How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm a little bit sniffly. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's not snorting... Cocaine. <laughs> yeah. He's just got the sniffles. I do got the sniffles. Get that post-nasal drip. <laughs> and... Um, I can hear myself because I'm wearing my headphones for once, and I hate it. Yeah. Um, so if you hear me talking weird, that's why. Um, so uh, some updates this week. Yep. Uh, I can't do this. Um, I had to take the headphones off. So uh, we uploaded our very first YouTube video yeah, we did. this week, and it's doing very well. Um, yeah. Last I checked, it had like... Sp- 600 something views what in the fuck i don't know <laughs> are, are we doing something what i think are we we're doing do, i think we're doing okay but uh for the most part people have been very pleasant so oh, that's good. That's good. uh thank you to everyone yeah. who has listened on youtube you yeah. have all been very sweet the comments have been very encouraging to read there was one guy who was mildly annoyed about the way i rated triple r but that's fine yeah like, you know what well, it, whatever i don't to be honest i don't hate what he said, because yeah. I, I understand yeah. what he's trying to say. I disagree, but it's fine. I'm yeah. not going to dive too much into it. If you want to check that out, we are Viva La Action Podcast on YouTube. Not all of our episodes are up there yet. Um, by the time this goes out, it'll just be, I think, the first two. Mm. Um, is that both the long episodes and short episodes? No. Okay. So I am going to... What I'm going to do is I'm going to keep the short episodes just for the podcast feed. So, Oh, gotcha. Um, it'll be like a little bonus if you mm. listen to us on like Apple or Spotify or something like that. But gotcha. if you just listen on YouTube, then you'll just get the longer episodes uh, bi-weekly. So maybe a little... You know, if, you've, if you're hurting for our beautiful tones every other week, then... <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll have many episodes that go up on the podcast feed. Also, if you're listening to this on YouTube, uh, we do have a podcast feed, so yeah. you can go listen to it on there. And uh, yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Yeah, there's some little short videos, not videos, podcasts that we do talk yes. about just random bullshit. Yeah, just whatever. It's pretty fun. Yeah, yeah. So um, speaking of things that are fun, something that I always find fun is rating and reviewing a podcast. Yeah. Which you should do if you're listening to 100%, this. 100%, yeah. Uh, yeah. And I don't have a good number in my <laughs> <laughs> But if if someone were to rate us, how many stars should it be? Man, there's there's so many good numbers out there, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and I, But I think in terms of, like, star ratings, I think my favorite number uh-huh. uh, just so happens to be five. I, there's no correlation there, really. Uh, but, yeah, I think five stars really is just the prime number to give. I think so. A podcast. I think so. And I think um, if you don't rate us five stars, um, I'm going to invade your island planet and steal the plans to your um super weapon and um kill your dad (laughs) (laughs) whoa good segue oh speaking Uh, um we watched a movie this week oh we sure fucking did it's 
This is a, it's funny because like I think this is our first actual like big like yeah. American blockbuster. blockbuster. Yeah. Which is I think <laughs> I think if you're like listening to this podcast expecting like what you think of as action movies, you might be surprised that we don't talk about them as often as you think, but <laughs> Yeah. Um no, so this is our our first big uh, American action movie. It mm-hmm. was directed by Gareth Edwards. Um, shout out. Shout out. He previously to this had directed 2014's Godzilla. Oh, and before yeah. that, he directed a film called Monsters, which is, uh, we'll talk about later because I watched it this week. Uh, the film is starring uh, Felicity Jones, Diego Luna, Donnie Yen, Zhang Wen, Hell yeah. Riz Ahmed, Mads Mikkelsen. Forrest Whitaker, Darth Vader, <laughs> a bunch of little guys. <laughs> Darth Vader is real. He is real. That, that's why it starts him. right behind you. Yeah. Um, watch out. Watch out. <laughs> but before we get into the plot and the themes and all that good stuff, what did you think of it? I So I've seen this movie before. Spoiler alert. Yeah, yeah spoiler alert. Uh it's so good. Mm-hmm. It honestly might be the... It's probably the best Star Wars movie I've ever fucking seen. Mm-hmm. It is so goddamn good. And, like, it's a... Like, like episode three is a close second for mm-hmm. me. Uh, but, like, Rogue One, man. I don't know what the hell they put in that movie, but it is crack. It's so good. Well, so we'll talk about it because we are... Wading into the famously dangerous minefield that is Star that, Wars. Yes. Um, but I wanted to talk about it for a bunch of reasons, um, which we'll get into. But I just wanted to say, like, I am I think I'm with you where if I think about, like, all the Star Wars movies, like, this is probably the one that I go back to the most. Because mm-hmm. I think it's, it's the, I don't know, there's just something about, like, yeah. I think there's a... We'll talk about, like, tone and theme and stuff, but, like, for me, like, I think this hits the perfect note of, like, what I want out of a Star Wars movie. Like, Mm -hmm. it's sincere, but it's also, like, dark, and it's funny, and it's, like, it's riveting, and I think, like, you know, we we might touch a little bit on... We're not going to dive too deep into, like, Star Wars in general, because I kind of want to, like look at this as just like a movie as mm-hmm. opposed to like a star Wars movie. But I think in terms of like where it stands in the canon, like, I don't know. I can't think besides something like empire strikes back. I can't think of another star Wars movie that is so like visceral. brutal and visceral and has such like, like tangible stakes in it. Yeah. Um, well, and, and that's the thing with this movie is that it like, it shows cause like up until this point, like we had, you know, the original trilogy, the goats. Mm-hmm. We had the sequels, um, and I don't think any or the sorry the prequels, and I don't mm-hmm. think any of the sequels had come out yet, right? Yeah, Force Awakens <clears throat> had. Oh, Force Awakens. Okay. Yeah. Um, and with all of those, right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, there's stakes or whatever, but everybody generally lives. Right. In this movie, also, spoiler if you haven't seen it, everyone like pretty much dies. Oh yeah, right. Like all like all the main characters that we see from the beginning, they're all dead. Yeah, right. They get nuked. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's this side of Star Wars that is like, it's kind of like this like, hey, just remember like people died 
during this time and nothing was like always like happy and the good guys didn't always win. Right. Right. And so it's, it's a good, like just slap in the face. Yeah. So before we get into, uh, most of the major stuff, um, let's, let's, instead of doing like a full plot rundown, um, cause I think that could get kind of tedious. We'll just do like a, a brief overview of kind of what the movie's about and then yeah. we'll, We'll just we'll just let the conversation flow from yeah, there. But we'll shoot the shit. Um, if you haven't seen it before, the the basic premise is uh, it, I believe it's set like a week before a new hope. So um, we focus on uh, Jin Urso, who is she's a young woman of a vague age. Yep. Um, how old is she? She is she thirty? Is she twenty? We have no we don't idea. know. <laughs> no clue. <laughs> but. Um, her dad is an imperial scientist, mm-hmm. so he, against his will, is being forced to create the Death Star, mm-hmm. which, um, at this point, most people in the galaxy don't really know what it is. Um, it seems like it's kind of just like a rumor among, like, the Rebellion. Yeah, it's the um, Manhattan's, it's the Empire's Manhattan's project. Right, and so she is, Jin Erso is recruited by the Rebellion to... Um, get in contact with a man named Saw Guerrera, who is uh, an extremist rebel, and they believe that he has information about the Death Star because he has captured uh, a turned Imperial pilot. Once the plot kind of kicks off, we also meet Cassian Andor, who is a... Hottie. He's a hottie. <laughs> he's, I, I think... I think just tiny tangent right up the top. Yeah, this might be the hottest Star Wars movie. Oh, absolutely! I think everyone without a doubt, a bunch of babes in this one. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, Felicity Jones, babe, Ooh. Donnie Yen, babe, hottie, Jong oh. Wen, babe, yeah, Forrest Whitaker, <laughs> babe. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. That that little guy who goes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yep. Oh yeah. Uh, the ghost of Tarkin, <laughs> unsettling babe, <laughs> CGI Leia, undeniably <laughs> hot. Yeah, um, not their value, but no. yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, we meet Cassian. Uh, he's he's a rebel spy. Yep. Uh, you know, pulls no punches. Yep. Um, his co-pilot is a droid, a reprogrammed Imperial droid named K two S O. Favorite uh, droid ever. Best droid. That's so good. Easily. Yeah. And he's voiced by um, Opu. What's his name? <laughs> that, that's not his name, Opu. No, his name's not Opu. <laughs> it's not a weird Simpsons parody. Um, what the fuck is his name? This is one of the rare times where I didn't take a bunch of notes because oh, most of this is just in my head. Yeah. Um, let me look it up. Quick, you 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 distract while I look. This uh, up. yeah. So yeah, Cassian uh, has his like little pilot friend, mm-hmm. and then they Alan Tudyk. Alan, there you go. And uh, he's like trying to, because uh, they end up on a, he ends up on a planet, and he's like trying to get information about this pilot mm-hmm. and where like Sagarera is, and then the. He, it cuts to then, like, them at the Alliance base where mm-hmm. Jin is chatting with the leaders. Uh, and they're like, 
you need to find Saw Gerrera because he has information about something that your father's making. She's like, my father, as far as I know, is dead. I like to think he is anyway. Right. Uh, so, from, well, from there, we, like, we go, we meet Saw Gerrera, yeah. played by Forrest Whitaker. Yeah. We meet Bodhi, who is the yes. Imperial pilot, pr- played by the, the, the great... Riz Ahmed. Yeah. He um, he did a really good job. He's phenomenal. He's I, so good. I think like this is like this might be the boldest statement I've ever made in my life. But <laughs> go for I, it. I think and it, it's funny to say it because this movie made like a billion dollars, but I think Rogue One might be one of the most underrated movies of all time. Because oh, I feel like it doesn't get talked about enough, especially mm-hmm. in terms of like a lot, just a bunch of stuff. But one of the things I don't think is talked about enough is that Riz Ahmed just fucking he's so he good. is so good in this movie. Yeah. Like, there's a moment, there's so many moments where he like is just like selling it, and it's just yeah. like, you know, I'm like, dude, were you going for an Oscar? <laughs> like what? <laughs> like the whole the whole time he was in the ship while they were on Scarif. Yes, like that whole part, just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I he like the the. Uh, it just mm. and he's a great actor. He's he's been in a he has been nominated for an Oscar at this point. Oh, really? um, nice. He he did a movie called um, <coughs> he did a movie called Heavy Metal, which it, or I think or no, it's The Sound of Metal. Okay, um, where he plays a heavy metal drummer who's going deaf. Oh, and it's kind of like about his like uh, you know journey through that, and mm. he's very good in that. I think he was okay. nominated for Best Supporting Actor. Okay, and he's actually won an Oscar now because he produced. A short film last year that I can't remember the name of, but it it won best uh, narrative short. Oh shit! At the Oscars, so hell yeah, um, yeah. He he's he's just a powerhouse, and he's yeah. great. Um, so he's very English in this. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah. Um, so we we meet Bodhi while they're on Jeddah, which is the um, desert planet. We also meet uh, Chirrut Imwe, who is played by. Donnie Yen. Legend. Um, and we meet Baze Malbus, who's played by Zhang Wen. Um, both very, very famous Chinese actors. Um, I think Donnie Yen has, at this point, you could call him a, just a famous actor because I think yeah. he translates into America very well. <laughs> yes. Um, but Zhang Wen, th- this is the first thing I've seen with him in it. Um, I looked him up. He's done like hundreds of movies but i haven't seen very many of them yeah he usually plays like a tough guy like right you know like cop or something like that and like a like you know mainland china movies but um he plays bays in this and i think again an underrated performance like yes. i think he's he's so funny yeah. like i i really buy his character as this like like cynical like mm-hmm. um We'll, we'll talk about Chirrut and Bays in, in a little bit because yeah. I, I want to go into a full discussion on them. But yeah. both good. I, I think they're great additions to this movie. Yeah. Um, once once the characters leave Jeddah, they go to a planet that I can't remember the name of where um, Jin's dad is. Um, oh, uh, Idu. E- Idu. Yes. And uh, Jin <clears throat> is like there because she wants to like rescue her dad. Uh, her dad's being interrogated by um, director Krennic, okay. yep. who is played by Ben Mendelsohn, also great. Also fantastic. Um, <laughs> first, I think he's the first Australian um, 
<laughs> imperial we've seen. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Because most of them are like English. Ish, yeah. But for some reason he's Australian. He's Australian. They just don't explain it. But yeah, that's you know okay. what? It's fine. It's whatever. It's Star um, Wars. It's fine. Yeah, it's Star Wars. It doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> and then Jin's dad gets killed. Yeah. Um, but she is given the message that there is a weakness in the in the Death Star and yep. the plans are on Scarif. Mm-hmm. Um, so from there, there's a, a little bit of stuff that happens in between, but um, from there, it's basically this mad dash to get the uh, the Death Star plans. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you said, the the film ends with pretty much everybody dying. But yep. Yeah, that's that's the basic plot. If you haven't seen the film, mm-hmm. um, which if you haven't seen Rogue One at this point, it's been out for seven years now, S- almost wait, seven. Seven years. Twenty sixteen. Yep. I thought that bitch came out like 2018. Nope, 2016. Oh, boy. Yeah, because Force Awakens was 2015, Rogue One 2016, uh, Last Jedi 2017, Solo 2018, Rise of Skywalker 2019. That's right. Mm-hmm. Tom needs to slow the hell down. Yeah. <laughs> I, oh, boy. All right. But, um, yeah, so that's the that's the plot of the film. Um, I, do, I, I watched a bunch this week of like behind the scenes stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I listened to some like interviews with the director and the cast and stuff. But, um, if you're not overly familiar with star Wars, like production history, um, rogue one was supposed to be the first of three spinoff films. Hmm. So, um, when George Lucas sold star Wars to Disney, mm-hmm. Um, their plan was they would do three sequel films, so uh, episodes seven, eight, and nine, and then in between those they were going to do three spinoffs. So originally it was going to be um, a Rogue One, which mm-hmm. was the the movie that we're talking about today, and then it was going to be Solo, mm-hmm. and then I believe it was going to be uh, <laughs> Boba Fett. Was there was going to be a Boba Fett solo? Film. Oh, okay. Um, that one did not end up happening. The main reason being that the director left. It was going to originally going to be James Mangold who's doing mm. the new Indiana Jones. Oh, okay. Um, and then a whole bunch of stuff happened. Star Wars is like at this point very notorious for like firing directors and, and <laughs> yes. like doing all kinds of stuff. Um, so this this is kind of this weird. It sits in this weird place in the canon where like it was supposed to be the start of this like new era of star Wars where we're like exploring different parts of the galaxy and Mm. like, um, seeing different stories from like different perspectives outside of the main trilogy. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think like as like a solo movie, I think it, I don't think they could have picked a better like story. I, I just think it just, it just fucking rules. This it's so good. Yeah, well, and it provides context for, like, right. how how the Alliance got the plans in the first place. Mm-hmm. Because when you, like, when, up until it got released, we just kind of assumed that they right. somehow got their hands on it. We never mm-hmm. really got the full story because they just were like, oh, yep, we have the plans, and here's the weakness. And we didn't right. know, like, why would they build that weakness? How did that happen? Mm-hmm. And this is like, oh, here's why it has that weakness, and here's how they got it. Right. And I think, I think <laughs> in addition to that, what I like about it is that, like, it gives you this perspective that Star Wars hasn't really, hadn't, at this point, hadn't given us, which was the ground level. 
Yeah. You know, like, especially if you're talking just about the movie. Like, I'm not going to talk about the TV shows or, mm-hmm. or, you know, the cartoons or anything like that. But if we just look at the movies, right, mm-hmm. all six of the movies up to that point had focused on a Jedi, right? So yes. original trilogy, we looked at Luke Skywalker. And the prequel trilogy, we were focused on Anakin Skywalker, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're both, like, the best person in the galaxy. You know, they're yep. the whatever. And what I liked about this movie was... It's the first Star Wars movie that feels like a war. Yeah. You know, and it feels yeah. like it really gives you the idea in this one that like the rebels are truly like a rebellion and mm-hmm. you know as as always the they keep what the empire is kind of vague. Like you you don't really get a sense of why people would not like the empire, but you do get the sense that like you get a better like overall view of the rebellion like i like that they're not just this like fighting force that like rivals the empire you know like they go out of their way in this movie to show that like it's this tiny group of people there's infighting in the rebellion like they're underfunded they're like shitty equipment shitty like breaking equipment like and i think like one of the most interesting things it does is like it kind of like grays like blurs the lines a little bit mm-hmm. you know like in a new hope it's like very clear like yes like empire bad rebellion mm-hmm. good, good right yeah but we have a character like we have like cassian in this who is like his introduction in this movie is him shooting an informant <laughs> yeah 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 he just like he's like all right well you gotta die and just murks him right and it's like we we had never seen anything like that before right you know like the closest you get is like Han Solo shooting that guy in the bar, but like, right? That's like way different. But that is because he's a smuggler, right? It's, right. It's established that like Han Solo is like this seedy, like douchebag guy, mm-hmm. uh, and up until like he meets Obi Wan and Luke, like he had no ha- like pay or whatever right. in the rebellion, right? He was like, I don't give a shit. I'm just trying mm-hmm. to make money. Yeah. Uh, and then he just kind of gets roped into it. Uh, but, like, Cassian is full-blown rebel. Yeah. And he's just like, well, all right, I got my information. You die now. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I just, I'm not, I'm not one of those people who thinks, like, Star Wars needs to be, like, necessarily, like, brutal and violent mm. for me to enjoy it. Like, I think that Star Wars can be, like, multifaceted. Yeah. You know, like, but what I do like is that this movie took a different direction and was like, like, let's show, like... What happens when, you know, your main characters are willing to die for their cause? And I think one of the smart things this movie did, and I'm going to keep saying this over and over, but, like, I think one of the smart things it did was it gave us a whole new cast of characters that could die, right? Oh, yeah. Because we never know about them in any other canon. Like, you know, they don't have names in the original trilogy. They don't show up in comic books or anything like that. So they had this opportunity to, like, build some real stakes and i think you feel that throughout the movie oh, yeah. like there's like even re-watching it which i did this week like there were still moments where i was like oh anyone yeah. could die at any moment you know yep. like and i just i just that's, think that's wonderful it is there's so many close calls mm-hmm. 
And like by the end of it, I'm like sweating bullets. Yeah, man. And I like I knew what was coming because I'd seen this before. But I was still like, oh boy, oh they're gonna <laughs> lose. They're not gonna get it. Oh, they're so yeah. fucked. Uh, and yeah, it's just it's so good because of that. Because like yeah, and all the other Star Wars, right? Like A New Hope, mm-hmm. right? There's a little tension when they're like fighting at the Death Star, trying right. to hit that exhaust port, mm-hmm. but. Luke's the one who does it because he has the force and he's the like canonically the strongest Jedi right ever mm-hmm. right and so we like kind of knew it was gonna happen right right and it's like yeah hurrah we, we did it but in this it was like oh damn if they don't get this that's it for the rebellion yeah so and I like too that like I, I don't know if I like it but <clears throat> one of the things I appreciate about this movie that's very strange is there's just so many moments that just made me burst into tears. And I don't know yep. what it is, but, mm-hmm. like, they they do a really good job in this movie of, like, building to moments. Like, yeah. there's... Not to jump to the end, but, like, the the end fight, like, the moment where... There's so many good moments, but... Yeah. There's this moment where, you know, they've started the, like you know, the deception, right? Like where they're like blowing up like all these like things to try and get all the, the characters or to get all the stormtroopers on the other side of the the base. And there's that moment where the, like (laughs) the guy in the like rebel base is like listening and he's just like, he just stands up and he starts running (laughs) and he's like, he's like, they've, you know, there's enemy activity on Scarif and he's like, you know, they're like, we're going to go like reinforce them. And there's that moment where like the whole rebel fleet arrives yeah. and they hear it over the radio and they're like reinforcements or whatever. I just fucking cried. Oh, and yeah. I don't know why, but yeah. it's just like, I, it, it's, it's what there's a line. And I think it's what, uh, is part of that driving force that makes you mm-hmm. cry is that rebellions are built on hope. Yes. Right. Yeah. That when, cause we see, you know, before they go to Scarif, right, mm-hmm. um, Jen Urso had, like, pitched this whole thing about, like, we need to go to Scarif because that's where the plans are. Mm-hmm. And, like, most of the rebels were like, we, why are we taking the word of you, whose father is an actual imperial scientist? Right. We have no idea if your information is good. Mm-hmm. Right. But there were still some rebels that were like, yeah, we'll fucking go with you. We'll fight. Yeah. Right. Because we, we believe in that cause. And if there's mm-hmm. any amount of hope that that is true then Mm -hmm. there's a way out of this war yeah and and so they go and it's like a handful of people right yeah uh and they're fighting with basically nothing yeah and so when that fleet shows up because oh there's fighting on scarif and we got to go support our friends then it's like okay yeah, that gets me because now there's a little bit of hope and we can yeah. kind of see that, okay, maybe they can squeeze out a win here. Yeah, and I like... The, I, I want to take a step back just a little yeah. bit because I, I feel like I've jumped all the way to the end. But, That's okay. Um, just to take a step back a little bit. I was talking about, like, I like that they diversify a little bit, like, what the rebellion looks like. Yes. And I love that they introduce in this movie the idea that there is the like the rebellion, which is this like organized like yep. council of like people and armies, and then there's like people who are just out there fighting. Yeah, and I and Saw Gerrera like he's a character we keep seeing over and over and over again in Star Wars, but yeah. 
What I like about it, like his introduction in this movie, if you hadn't known that he was a Clone Wars character or anything mm-hmm. like that, I like that they show him like at the end of his life. Yes. Where he has been fighting for so, for so long and he's like he thinks of himself as like the last like stand, yeah. you know? And we see that he's just this like broken, mm-hmm. like yeah. you know, barely any human parts left. Yeah. Like you know, and I think some criticism gets thrown at Forrest Whitaker for his like very weird like portrayal of Saw. But I think what I like about it is that, like, he acts like someone who all he's known for, like, 50 years is just war. war. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He's and never done a moan of peace. He's never had any peace. Like, and yeah. I like that he's just, like, suspicious of everyone mm-hmm. and that his, like, little band of extremists mm-hmm. is, like, they're just, like, mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. they're, like, they'll kill anyone. Yeah. And, like, they have their weird squid lie detector monster <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> i oh that he i i love forrest whitaker i think he did a fantastic he's job. great yeah um yeah i totally agree i this i i do love that they show him at the end of his life and mm-hmm. uh, so before seeing i hadn't seen the clone wars animated series before seeing rogue one right so when Saw Gerrera popped up, I didn't mm-hmm. really, like, understand who he was, and I didn't understand, like, some people were like, oh my god, that's so cool, they got Saw Gerrera in here. And then I watched the Clone Wars animated series, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, okay, I get it. Yeah. Um, and I really, I do really think that they did a good job of, like, portraying somebody who has just, like, been through so much shit, mm-hmm. right? Because that I I think that is how somebody like that would act. Yeah. Right. They they would be so broken and they would they would just keep going, and if they didn't have that, they wouldn't know what to do. Yeah. And and I think Forrest Whitaker did a really really great job mm-hmm. of that. And I think because they could have like because after the Clone Wars, right? They could have just had Saw just like fuck off and go into hiding right right yeah. but because originally he was just like all about like defeating the separatists mm-hmm. and all that kind of crap and so then when the empire rose you know they could have been like oh yeah he just got tired and he doesn't want to fight anymore no no, no, no. he's gonna keep going yeah and i like i don't know i just love his like design Yo, like, yeah I, like he's got like these like cobbled together like yeah. legs and he's got the weird like because he's he's sort of I got the sense that he's kind of supposed to be this, like, antithesis to, like, Darth Vader. Yes. Where, you know, Darth Vader is this being who's held together by, like, you know, rage and, and, and the hate, force yeah. and, and hate. And Saw Gerrera is, like, the same, right? He's, like, this being who he's just driven to just destroy the Empire. You know, he yeah. hates it so much, but he doesn't have, you know, force powers. He's yeah. just... He's just a, a guy. guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so he's got this like horrible breathing apparatus and yeah. he's like he's got like Albert Einstein hair and like <laughs> Yeah. And again, I I get that his performance is weird, but what I like about it is like you get the sense that he's lost his mind. That yes. he's just like yeah. he doesn't know anything but violence yeah. anymore. And Yeah. Well, and I you, you bring something up which I I didn't notice the first time I watched this. Mm-hmm. That breathing apparatus, yeah. there's a moment where <clears throat> uh Bodhi is brought before Saw. 
mm-hmm. and they're like talking and then there's like a pause in the conversation and saw pulls off that mask yeah and breathes and it doesn't sound like vader's respirator right but it's pretty damn close yeah and you can tell mm-hmm. that as he's using that Bodhi's having flashbacks yes. because there's a good possibility mm-hmm. that Bodhi has been at least in the same vicinity as Vader mm-hmm. and that just breathing yeah makes anybody shit their pants I think yeah right? and you know, what's cool about that too then is like there's con- sub subtext there where then Bodhi would see it as like oh shit like yeah I'm on the other side of a coin you know like yep this is the I'm just with the same dude, but <laughs> same dude, different <laughs> different flavor, you know. Yeah, right. Um and I love I don't know, like the whole Jetta like part of the movie I think is wonderful. Oh, it's great. And it takes a lot of inspiration from like Afghan war movies. So yeah. like you know, it reminds me a lot of like Zero Dark Thirty or like the Hurt Locker and stuff like that. Like all movies I've never seen in my life. It's okay. I mean, I think <laughs> I think there was definitely this period in like the early two thousands, like post nine eleven, where yeah. we were like obsessed with like valor movies, uh, yeah, and, like war well, movies, even with like TV. Because I'm I'm rewatching NCIS, yeah, and like the first like two seasons, mm-hmm. it's all about the fucking yeah war in the Middle East and all this mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And yeah, it just we were yeah. obsessed with this, it because this movie it takes a lot of inspiration from a lot of stuff that isn't Star Wars. Yeah, because um, like the Scarif stuff is very reminiscent of like Apocalypse Now mm. and um, like Vietnam era like war films. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I like about the Jetta stuff is it like it uses that imagery, but it gives you this perspective of like the other side, mm-hmm. if that makes sense, and. I think for me, like what the be- one of the best scenes in this movie, and I think it's one of the best scenes in all of Star Wars, is that moment where Jin and Cassian are like they're in that like town square, mm-hmm. and Cassian says something like, "This town's about ready to blow," yeah. and Jin is like looking around, and there's these small quick shots of like uh-huh. people running across like you know scaffolding and like. Yep. You see the whole, yeah. you know, this ambush being set up. Yeah. And then there's the moment where the guy just pulls yep. the pin on the grenade. And goes for and it. And goes for it. And I think that <clears throat> whole scene is like, like I said before, it's the first time I remember watching a Star Wars movie and being like, oh, shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. This is a war, you yeah. know? Yeah. And you feel, like, tense because there's, like, civilians. Like, yeah. you know, you see, like, people running for cover. Yep. And you see, like, Saw's rebels, like just shooting whoever and it's like there's like a kid out just in the middle crying and it's like i don't know that whole scene every time i watch it i'm just like it's in awe like yeah oh yeah because in every other star wars uh mm -hmm. a star wars movie because i'm also i'm not going to try to talk about the 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 animated tv shows because that Mm -hmm. also shows pretty good like it was a war yeah and and all the other movies right we it's we're told that it's a war but we're following these like big heroes, these main characters, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of a lot more bureaucratic stuff that happens right. and these really tense high stakes fight fights between two very powerful people. We mm-hmm. don't really ever get to see the troops on the ground 
or in the streets or whatever fighting for this cause. We just see the big heroes doing their hero thing. Yeah. And speaking of that, I think one of the nice things I like about this movie is, and it's something that I've had disagreements with other Star Wars fans about, (laughs) but to me, you got it. This is very controversial, but it's fine. I think my favorite Star Wars stuff doesn't have Jedi in it. And I, yeah. I could be, you know, like way off, like, you know, uh-huh. whatever. But to me, Star Wars has always been the most interesting when it's like the force is like there and it's like this, you know, nebulous kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And maybe there's a, a Jedi on the perimeter or something like that. Right. But I like when there are these stories about people who they got no fucking clue, like, yep. you know, what, and they're just trying to survive in this yep. horrible galaxy. Yeah. And I think. The really interesting thing this movie did, and I'm trying not to geek out too much on like Star Wars lore or anything mm-hmm. like that, because um, I don't want to lose our non-Star Wars <laughs> listeners. But right. I love the introduction of Chirrut and Baze yes. as these guys who are like they're Force adjacent, right? Like they're Jedi adjacent. Where yeah. Chirrut especially is like he's not a Jedi, right? No. Like he can't Force push someone no. or like read your mind or whatever. <laughs> right. But he's this guy. and um the dog just did a big stretch yeah um he's this guy who and i was watching the behind the scenes you know donnie yen said that he was described as like a warrior monk right yeah he's kind of like almost like a shaolin monk like a you know and they're these guys who they've you know they tell you in this movie that they protected this ancient jedi temple and they're these guys who have spent their whole life around like the jedi religion yeah but are not jedi themselves right and they're, I, they're connected to the force in a very interesting way interesting and different way yeah. and i like that churat like embodies this thing that we haven't seen in star wars before where he's a he's a he's a monk you know and he practices jedi religion but he's not a Jedi. Yeah. You know, because for the most part, we only see the force come up when it's like on one end of the spectrum, right? Like it's a Jedi or it's a Sith or it's a guy who doesn't believe in it. Yeah. So it's fun to see like someone who believes in the force and is, you know, practicing these like force things, but isn't a Jedi, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's like, and he, his, I just love him so much. He's he's one of my favorite Star Wars characters. Yeah. He's, uh, he's just so, he's funny. Yes. Because there's that, there's there's the fight in the town square mm-hmm. where he like he's doing his fight with his stick. Yeah. It's so good. It's the, very good. I this is also I really like this because we see a not a force wielder, but somebody mm-hmm. who's connected to the force not use a lightsaber. Right. Um and and not he he uses the force in a very interesting way because he kinda because he's blind. Right. right. He's fully blind. So he, instead of using the force to manipulate objects or others or stuff like that, yeah, he just uses it as just this, like, energy that allows him to see without having to see. Right. And there's this great moment where he, like, grabs a stormtrooper, mm-hmm. right, has him in, like, a headlock. And then stabs this other one in the toe, and he just goes, how's your foot? <laughs> I was like, this dude, man. And his... Th- so I, I looked a lot for if anybody would say this, but I couldn't find an interview where somebody, like, put this out there. But to me, he feels inspired by um, this character 
called Zatoichi, mm-hmm. who he's a blind swordsman that mm. was in a bunch of um, Japanese films in like okay. the 60s and 70s, I want to say. Maybe even into the 80s. Um, he did like 20-something films. Good but Lord. Um, his characterization feels very similar to me where he's this like, he's like very deadly and very dangerous and like, you know, mm-hmm. very like, you know, wise, but he's also like, hey, you know, he's yeah, like, I'm yeah. having fun, you know? <laughs> yeah, he's cracking jokes. Um, and there's a great joke where they put the, the blindfold on him and he's <laughs> like, are you kidding me? I'm blind. <laughs> right. I was, I was watching this and Lisa, uh, my roommate, Lissa was in the room uh-huh. and we both like almost simultaneously went, it's like Toph vibes from yeah. Avatar The Last Airbender. Yeah. Right. Cause all the time Toph would just be making these just like blind jokes. Yeah. And making people around her like feel like shit, but she was like, "It's funny." Yeah, right? and that that that, <laughs> that is weirdly a tro- And I I feel like because I in one of the behind the scenes things, Donnie Yen actually said that that was his idea for oh really for Churret to be blind. Okay, uh, I don't know if that's true or not, but yeah. I like that because it is actually like this kind of trope in like martial arts and and samurai films of having like a blind warrior yeah um and them just being so good that like they don't even have to see and and so i think his characterization is really good mm-hmm. and i i like his relationship with baze <laughs> too where baze is almost like this guy They're like right. you know he's got to follow him around to make sure he doesn't get killed <laughs> yeah um but i also get the sense that like they love each other and not yeah. in like necessarily like a, a, like a romantic way, but they're just like, they're all they have, yeah. you know, is each other. And that Baze is almost like, almost like he's like, you know, cause he, they're both guardians of, of the will. Mm-hmm. But I, I get the sense that Baze is almost like, eh, this, that was my job. Right. You know? I was just trying to make a paycheck. I was just trying to make a paycheck and he doesn't really believe in all that stuff. Right. Until like, the big moment where Churret dies. Yeah. And then there's I the other moment that makes me cry. Where oh yeah. Churret is dying and Baze, you know, lets lays him to rest. And then Baze has like his last stand Yeah, and he's got his gun and he's yeah. like, you know, yeah. and he's, he's saying, you know, I'm one with the force. The force is with me. Yep. Yeah. I just love those two. Like, I think they're there's, great. There's such a good addition to, yeah. to this movie that, and there's, there's always these moments where like, Baze would be like, oh, you almost died. And Turret will just be like, oh, I had the Force. Yeah. And Baze is like, no, you had me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And they're just, their their relationship is, is... it's just so good. It is. Um, they they might be my favorite like duo mm-hmm. uh, in Star Wars because, like you said, like they're all they have, and it's clear right. that there's like this very strong brotherly connection. Yeah, bond. Between, yeah. yeah, and yeah, and I think I don't know. This movie does a lot of things well, and I want to I want to touch on something slightly different, just yeah. while we're just running around. But um, I think one of the mo- things this movie does really well is scale. Yeah. And I think it does a good job of like giving you a sense of like, and I think you lose it a little bit in later movies, especially like the sequels. I think this movie gives you a good sense of like how big everything is yeah, or how small or like, yeah. and I think a good example is talking about Baze and Churret. There's that moment where they're <laughs> holding down that landing pad yeah, and you see the AT-AT or the AT-AT come yeah. through the, the smoke, smoke. Oh, and Churret is like, Baze. Run! <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. Um, 
And I I think that's the first time, like, even in Empire Strikes Back, when you first see them, Mm -hmm. I think that's the first moment where you see one and you're like, oh, fuck. Oh, shit. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, because in in Empire, they're, like, they're scary. Yeah. But they're, like, there's just these big, lumbering, Mm -hmm. slow, essentially cannons on legs. Yeah. Right? They're just, like, moving slow. They're firing these big shots. Mm -hmm. It's like, damn, yeah, that kind of sucks because they're hard to take down. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, in this movie, when I first saw it, I had chills. I was I was mm-hmm. genuinely afraid. Yeah. Because it just like comes out of the smoke like mm-hmm. I like I don't even know. It's like a like a like a tiger or something out of the yeah. fucking mist, and you're like, mm-hmm. oh damn, <laughs> right? It's like it's like that scene in um, uh, Jurassic Park, right, where the yes. guy's like hiding and he like turns and there's the velociraptor like right there and he's like clever girl mm-hmm. and then just like gets eaten yeah right i was like ah oh, damn clever girl <laughs> <laughs> no but i i yeah i think one of the things the director so he i said before he directed godzilla mm-hmm. from 2014 which it's not my favorite godzilla movie i think it it doesn't lean on the actual monsters enough but mm-hmm. One of the things he does in that movie, and it, it, it he also does it in his debut called Monsters, is he gives you a good sense of scale by where he puts the camera. Yes. And I know that sounds strange, but, like, if you think about a director like J.J. Abrams, right, mm-hmm. like, in Force Awakens, like, his camera is never, like, on the ground. Like, yeah. it's always flying through the air yeah. or, like, following, you know, a- alongside people. Yeah. But what I like about the way Gareth Edwards directs is like his, his, he always puts the camera in like a, an interesting place. Yeah. But like, you know, talking about like the, that, the ad at shot, right? Like a lesser director maybe would have put that like far away to give you a sense of scale. But yeah. what he does is he puts it right there next to Churret. Mm-hmm. And so you're looking up okay. at the ad at and you feel the scale yeah. of it, you know, yeah. like, and and there's another great shot where they like it's earlier in the film where they put the disc into the death star and you see it from like the window of a star destroyer oh oh yes so, oh yes and yes. so what's cool about that is then there's like star destroyers next to, to it. Yeah. the death star and you get the sense of how big that thing is yeah and it's just like oh man yeah. that's that's a great you know it is I just like the way he uses the camera. I think it's, it's interesting. Oh, no, it's, it's very interesting, and I didn't even realize that. Because even, like, with J.J. Abrams, like, going mm-hmm. to, like, Star Trek, those movies. Yeah. Like, yeah, I didn't even realize. But most of those shots are just, like, following, or they're, mm-hmm. like, up in the air, or just, like, right. following a ship. Crane shots and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, and I... The, yeah, I think... I Because th- there was a little... I know with this movie, like, behind the scenes, when they did reshoots, they actually got a different guy to do, like some of the reshoots. Mm, mm-hmm. So um, it's actually the guy who he's the showrunner on Andor, which is the prequel series. Oh, okay. Um, and he's also very good. I think he's, he's one of the writers on the film. So he, his sensibility I think is great. But what, what I think Gareth Edwards is really good at is like just that scope, like just the, like, you know, maybe he's not so good at the human stuff. And I think yeah. you could argue that, especially in Godzilla, but I think what he's good at in this movie and in, in Godzilla is good at giving you like that like fear about like how destructive things can be. Yeah. You know, like even even Chur- like 
Baze's gun oh, yeah. is like devastating, it's, you know? Yeah, it's terrifying. It's scary, right? Yeah. And it's like you get there's more, I don't know. It, this movie more than any of the other Star Wars movies, I just feel like, oh, like yeah. all that looks like it could hurt. <laughs> yeah, well, like like the just the whole I want to go back to the fight with Chirrut, right? Mm-hmm. In the town square. Like he like there are so many moments where like he uses his stick to hit a stormtrooper uh-huh. and you can see the helmet shatter. Yes. Right? You yeah. can see pieces of the helmet fly off. And we're so used to in Star Wars seeing these stormtroopers or clone troopers or whatever get mm-hmm. shot or stabbed with a energy weapon, right? Whether that be a blaster, lightsaber, whatever. Yeah. And so we 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 see the armor get penetrated and it's charred. Yeah. But we, we, it, I sometimes forget that these armor pieces aren't just like cloth or whatever. It's like made of like hard plastic or metal or something. It's some Star Wars, whatever. Um, And so when he hits, Mm -hmm. right, these stormtroopers in the head or whatever with his stick and pieces fly off. During that whole fight, I'm just going, ooh, oh, fuck, <laughs> right? Because it's it, he's hitting these people so damn hard. Yeah. Right? And killing them in one blow with a stick. Yeah. Right? Or knocking them out. Or, or knocking them out. Whatever. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, it is just, it's brutal. I think, little off topic, the funniest hit in this whole movie, <laughs> uh-huh. they're in Scarif... It's Jin, Cassian, and Kay. Yes. And they, they've broken into where the like all the plans are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> there's that guy working at yes. the desk. And he says something. And Kay's like, trying to like come up with a lie. Mm-hmm. And the the Imperial dude's like, oh, I gotta call this in. And he's like, oh. And Kay's like, oh, oh well. And just bonks Bonk, him on yeah. the head. I, it's, <laughs> it's like the most comedic thing ever. And it's yeah. so funny. I think. Okay, because they've they've had a few sassy droids, yes. right? Like three PO, obviously three PO, and there's the one in Solo whose name I can't remember. Oh yeah, um, even BB-8. Like, oh, you know, 100%. whatever. But R2D2, obviously. As yes, well. I, I think K is the only one that like really carries the like sarcasm really well. Yes, and he has so many moments that like even in the theater, I just remember laughing out loud. Like, yep. um, he has a. A great line where he's all, and and he's he's. I think part of it is Alan Tudyk, the the actor. Yeah. Um, but part of it is just like his delivery is yes. so good. Like he really lets things hang in the air, and like <laughs> yeah. there's there's a very funny joke where he's like, you know, he wants a blaster. Yeah. And Cassian won't give it to him, and he's like, he's telling him, well, you know, Jin's gonna you know shoot you or whatever. Yeah. He's all, do you want to know the po- probability of Jin shooting you? And Cassian's like, just get the ship going. He's like, it's high. It's high. <laughs> it's very high. It's very high. <laughs> yes. I think my other, I think my favorite line of his is they're like fighting in the street or whatever, mm-hmm. and Jin and Cassian are like cornered in this like alleyway, and there's stormtroopers on all sides. And they're, like, running through, and uh, Kay finds them, and he's like, eh, you know, whatever. And this, like, stormtrooper throws a grenade, mm-hmm. and Kay <laughs> picks it up. He, like, looks at it. Jin and Cassian are like, you have a grenade, and it's live. What are you going to, like, you know that, right? And he just, like, tosses it, and he's like, lots of explosion for somebody, uh, what is it, is like, uh... 
lots of explosions for being incognito, incognito or whatever, yeah. whatever. And it's it's just so... And it just, like, explodes and kills, yeah. like, five Well, he doesn't troopers. even pick it up. He catches it, it and yeah, just throws it behind him. Yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> um, I, think, I think the greatest thing about K and the reason he's so funny mm-hmm. is because he's a droid, right? There's yeah. no, like, expressions that mm-hmm. you can, like, play off of. It's just all deadpan. Yeah. And it... Ugh. And, like, just the tone because he's a droid Mm -hmm. just makes it that much funnier. Yeah, and I think... I think they, like, I don't know. And just his physique, I think, is really interesting. Yeah. Like, he's one of the most interesting-looking droids. Yes. You know, he's just this big, lanky, like, you know. <laughs> yeah. He looks like me. You know, he's all torso <laughs> yeah. and just long arms. Yeah. Um, and I think, like, one of the things they do, too, that, like, they they humanize him enough that when he dies, like, yeah. you really feel for him, you yeah. know? Because if he was just a dick, it'd be like, right. who cares? Yeah. But, um. I like that he's, like, by the end, you're like, yeah, like, go, Kay. And then you're yeah. like, no, no Kay. <laughs> yeah. Um, he has another funny line where he's, like, they're, like, trying to get through the Imperial Shield. Oh, yeah. And Bodhi's, like, you know, oh, if it fails, we're, we'll crash and, you know, we'll die in the cold, dark vacuum of space. And <laughs> yeah. Kay's like, I won't die. I won't die. <laughs> I can survive in space. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. This, so this movie, I just want to touch on something really quick. Yeah. This movie has one of my favorite things. Well, it's two of my favorite things in, like, space movies, but also in, like, war movies. Yeah. Where there's, like, a a patrol of, like, um, pilots, right? Mm -hmm. So there's, like, all the, like, X-Wing pilots. Yeah. And they do, like, the call-in. Yeah. You know? And they're, like, Red 1, checking in. Mm 5-2, checking in. You know, whatever. I love that. I just... so good. I remember one one of my favorite internet things that ever happened was... I was on this Facebook group, which was, like, a a fan group for, like, a Mm -hmm. podcast. And somebody, like, created a thread, and it was, like, hey, everyone, I'm I'm playing, you know, Star Wars um, Rogue Squadron. Like, everybody Mm. check in with your call sign. And it was just, like, hundreds of people being, like, you know, Big Beef checking in, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Fat One checking in, you know, like. I just thought that was so funny. That's like so good. But I love, like, any time they do that in a movie, I always have that little moment where I'm like, yay! Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I, I do the same shit. You know, it's so good. Like, Red 5, side by side, you know, or whatever. Yep. It's like, ah, oh, I love it. Let's, let's go. Um, but the other thing that they do in this movie that I love is when there's, like, two guys, or there's, like, a squadron of guys, like, flying at something. something. Yep. And, like, one of them doesn't pull up in time. Yeah. And they're like, I'm coming in too hot! Ah! And they, like, crash. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. I love those tropes. It's so good. I, I, so one of my favorite movies is Red Tails. Yes. Um, I just, I love, I love airplanes. <laughs> uh, and I love, like, and I've noticed this, my, like, favorite, like, like, m- like, war movies all have, like, the Air Force in them. Yeah. Um, because I I am right there with you. I love like the call signs. I love the oh, yeah. lingo. It's just it's it make you're like yes, let's go <laughs> right and and yeah like with Red Tails, it's you know if you haven't seen Red Tails, I have. And you want me to blow your mind really quick? Yeah, Red Tails is produced by George Lucas. No fucking way. Yes. Yeah. Oh damn. Of, of Lucas film fame of Star Wars wow. fame. Huh. The, the one above all, George yeah. Lucas. George Lucas. Oh, there you go. Yep. Huh. He produced that movie. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. It's one uh, of my favorite movies. Oh, it's a good movie. It's I so good. I do like fighter pilot movies. Yeah. I I haven't seen the new Top Gun. I Neither have I. I know my my friend. I think you might remember him because he worked mm-hmm. at Caps for a little bit. Uh, Matt Dunn. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Shout out, Matt. Hi, Matt. Uh, he saw that movie, like, yeah. a million times in theaters. <laughs> well, it's the highest grossing movie of last year. So. <laughs> yeah, well, like, 50% of that is from Matt. So. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I like fighter pilot movie. I think I have kind of a nuanced stance on war films yeah because i think it's easy for them to fall into the like glorification yeah you know but i think like i think it's complicated right because like there are definitely anti-war films and i there's this movie that's the most horrifying film i've ever seen in my life and it's (laughs) it's called it's called come and see okay it's a russian war film um genuinely traumatizing right like yeah i watched that movie and then for the next like three days i was sad right and just <laughs> yeah. like yeah what's I, the point yeah what's the point of anything you know <laughs> i i hate the world and yeah. life and whatever yeah um so i think it is possible to make like an anti-war film mm. and i can understand why people have like hang-ups about like glorifying war yeah. and like but on the same token i think like there is something to be said for people being discerning enough to know that, like, what you see on screen is not real. Yes. You know, and I'd like to think most people can make that distinction. I, I'm probably wrong. But, right. Um, like, I can watch, like, Top Gun and be like, that's not. That's, yeah. I don't want to suddenly join the Navy, you know. Right, yeah. But I think it, and I think, too, I something that I've been thinking about a lot lately <laughs> is how I'm sad. No. Um, <laughs> yeah. This is off topic, but I feel like there's this, like, attitude. (laughs) I say this at once an episode. (laughs) But I feel like there's, like, people, like, make you feel bad for, like, liking stuff. Yes. And enjoying yourself. And I just want, if you're out there listening and you have, like, because I'm this way, right? Mm -hmm. Where, like, I have anxiety about, like, well, I have anxiety in general, but. So same. I take um, the law for it. Yeah. (laughs) um, But. Like, it's okay to, like, enjoy things, right? And, like, you're not a bad person if, like, you like a war film, you know? Because, like, I think for the most part, entertainment is only what you make of it. Yes. And if, you know, you watch a movie and it's, like, you know, about, like, I don't know, America kicking Nazi ass or whatever. Like, and you know in your heart that, like, it's probably not real you know it's it's mostly propaganda whatever i think it's okay to enjoy stuff like you know don't feel bad about like liking films i think it's fine yeah just like just be conscious of like what it does do if it is like propaganda right right and just like so with ncis right it's obviously propaganda yeah right uh but i like it yeah i do uh, I think it's really great. I think it does a really good job of, like, portraying, like... Because, like, one of the main characters, Gibbs, mm-hmm. uh, he was a war vet. And, you know, he deals with PTSD. Right. right. Um, and I think they do a pretty good job with that. There's I just watched an episode uh, where this World War Two vet comes in and he's kind of losing his mind because his wife died and all this stuff. And it, it again, portrays a really good picture of like how these soldiers deal with ptsd yeah and i think it's just like i don't know i think it's hard it is the world is nuanced it is and that's difficult but yeah anyway to get back on a star wars star wars <laughs> yeah uh there, there i wanted to go back uh-huh. we were talking about how like this movie does a really good job of 
portraying like the the actual like nitty gritty war part yeah. of Star Wars and like all these different wars that happened throughout the mm-hmm. movies and stuff we see. And I wanted and I know I said I wouldn't touch on the animated stuff, but there's one episode of Clone Wars that I enjoy so much. Yeah. Because there and it was something that you said about like your favorite moments are when there's no Jedi. Yeah. There's an episode in Clone Wars where there are it, it focuses on these two clones uh-huh. and they're in this little town. I can't remember what the town's name was. Um, but they're, they're like searching for something and we just, we follow these two clones and they come across this child. Yeah. Right. And there's this like clear, like language barrier and they can't really communicate, but they still form this bond through this war and and there's like really no jet like I think Anakin is in it because they like mm. it's the five oh first and they like land it's either the five oh first or um whichever one Obi Wan is in yeah I don't know I can't remember um yeah it's just it's so good because we we get to sit with these clones for a little bit and just mm. see like their perspective on this whole fucking ordeal yeah which is a lot more complicated especially because they're clones. Because they were engineered for this. Yeah. Right? And so them having this, like, opinion of, like, oh, yeah, you know, I don't like it or it's whatever and I don't want to do this anymore is very interesting because of them being clones. And so right. that's, like, one of my favorite episodes of that show. Yeah. That is a very good show. Yeah. I think I want to save some of our Star Wars discourse for when we do, like, one of the mainline Star Wars movies. But right. I think one of the things that is like not talked about enough is that like, I think star Wars in general is very good. (laughs) Damn. You don't say, I know it's crazy, but no, but really, I mean, I think like star Wars gets a lot of shit for Mm -hmm. its fans. Number one, but, um, yeah, that like the quality isn't necessarily what people expect. But I do think that like, if you ask someone like me, who is mostly very forgiving of like the worst star Wars movies, I really only think there's, like, two or three bad ones, right? Yeah. And I think even amongst, like, the TV shows and stuff, for the most part, it's pretty good. Yeah, like, yeah. You, could turn on, you know, you could turn on a, an episode of Clone Wars and show that to your kid and they'd yeah. be entertained, you know? Yeah. And, like, yeah, there it's a mixed bag. Like, don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. Like, you know, I think there's a lot of arguments to be made about, like, where Star Wars has tripped up and, and mm-hmm. what, what have you, but... I think most of them are just, like, they're pretty good movies, right? Yeah. And I know a lot of people who are, like, our age who they kind of missed, like, the Star Wars hype, you know? Yeah. And they're just like, I just don't get it. Yeah. And, like, it's fine if you don't get it. Like, there's you don't have to like Star Wars. Right. But, Nobody's holding a gun to your head. Yeah. But I, I think, like, for the most part, I think they're fine. Like, they're yeah. just, they're good movies. Yeah. You can watch them, like... And I think you can watch them even not being, like, a huge Star Wars fan, right? right. Like, we both are. Oh, but, yeah. Um, so don't get mad at me, please. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. YouTube, be nice. Yeah. Um, please. Please, please, please. But, yeah. So, I don't know. I yeah. don't even know where I'm going with that. But yeah, I like Star Wars. Oh, yeah. Me too. They're great. Go- going back to Rogue One, mm-hmm. uh, I, think, I think the funniest thing about this movie... Uh-huh. is Rogue One ends, right? Yes. And we'll talk about the Darth Vader scene. Uh, yes. Because that just was fucked up. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but the funniest thing about this whole movie is, so the plans get beamed up 
to the Alliance, the Alliance then puts it on a little disc, and they're trying right. to get it on uh, the Tantive Four. Right. And they do. And they hand it off to Leia, movie ends. Yeah. Probably, I don't know, 10, 20 minutes later, <laughs> they come out of hyperspace, pursued by Star Destroyer, mm-hmm. Vader boards, finds Leia, and goes, where are the plans, or yada, yada, yada. And she goes, I'm on a diplomatic mission to Alderaan. <laughs> and Vader, in his head, is probably going, no, you're not. We just fought, like, 20 minutes ago. Like, I, I just know- saw you. Yeah, I know you're not. On a diplomatic mission from yeah. Alderaan, you have the pl- hand them over, yeah. right? And and Leia's just like, mm, I don't know, I don't know what to <laughs> tell you, my guy. Uh, it's very clear that she's a Skywalker, yes, because yeah. that is uh, just that's an Anakin move. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is hundred percent an Anakin Le- move. Leia is the embodiment of gaslight gatekeep <laughs> girl boss. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and so I think I think that's just the funniest thing, and I don't know if they intentionally planned that but that is just like the funniest because it took me a while to like realize that that like right after that movie ends we jump to episode four yeah and and that whole conversation is just the funniest fucking thing Mm -hmm. it does provide context as to why they're being chased yes right but but the fact that leia is just boldly openly lying to one of the strongest Sith that has ever existed mm-hmm. is hilarious. It is very funny. I <laughs> you, I want to talk really quick about the CGI. Because yeah. not just with her and Tarkin. Um, Tarkin um, <laughs> but I think on the whole it's very good. Yeah. Like I think um like in particular, like the shots of like the Death Star are really good. Mm-hmm. I think all the stuff on Scarif is really impressive. Yeah. Um, but my main issue is with, like, I think if there's one big criticism I have, it's that all the Tarkin stuff is so stupid. It's like, the dumbest. <laughs> it's not necessary. I think like yeah. the use of that CGI is like just flagrantly bad. Like, and. <laughs> Like, yeah. I remember when it first came out, seeing it for the first time, going, uh, it's not bad. Yeah. You know, like, but as each year passes and I see it again, I'm like, again, yeah. And I think what upsets me is that, like, it doesn't upset me, but, like, yeah. what what's annoying is you could see very clearly where they could have fixed it yes. insofar as it opens with Tarkin, like, in the dark. Right, yes. he's like in the shadow. He's facing away. Yes, and you could have just kept it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, and just had him facing away, like in the dark, you know. And mm-hmm. we would have gone, "Oh, that's Tarkin." Yeah, right, exactly. But we never would have had that moment where we're like, because <laughs> I think really once he steps into like the light, and you really there's like long sequences of him talking. You're like, oh, yeah. I hate it. Like yeah. it's just really upsetting it is not good Uh, yeah and also it just like i know kind of why they had to include tarkin because Mm -hmm. like he he did he was like in charge of the whole death star operations in the original trilogy Mm -hmm. because like you said earlier we never see any of these characters again like krennic never comes up Mm -hmm. anywhere else right uh and so they had to like Make sure that we knew, like, here's where the transfer of power happened and right. here's who it went to. Right. Uh, so that we can kind of 
put the pieces the whole, together. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I'm with you. I think they could have just kept him, you know, facing because he just seems like that kind of guy that would not face you directly right. because he thinks he's better than you and that you don't deserve like his time of day or whatever. Right. Um, and so I think it would have been totally in character for him to just be like looking out and not facing the guy. Yeah. And I think even like there's that second scene where they're together, where he like takes control of the death star from him. Yes. I feel like you could have even had like Krennic be on another planet yeah, and Tarkin like, you know, do a video, a hollow message or whatever. Because it's like, we would have gotten the same thing, but you could have hid the CGI a little bit better. Right. And I'm not doing this to, like, dismiss the hard work that I'm sure the CGI, you know, the team team put into it. Because that I've done a little bit of that stuff, and it's incredibly hard. And it's like, you know, I don't want to put away their hard work. But the problem is that your brain is always going to be able to detect it, right? And the more you focus on it, the, like harder your brain's gonna have to work to yeah. like and it's just like it's just upsetting it and it's is. like the leia bit at the end i also hate but i don't hate it as much yeah because it's so quick yeah you know and it's like but it's just the tarkin stuff just it's, really bothers yeah. me i just don't like it <laughs> yeah and i i think the leia might have been a little better than the tarkin because anytime i i would like he would pop up on screen i don't know what the hell's going on but like one side of his face like Almost look, yeah, and yeah. it kind of looked like it was clipping a little bit. Yeah, and yeah. I was, I'm like, what in the hell? But then when Leia shows up, I'm like, okay, that actually looks pretty. It good. looks decent, right? It's... And they don't have her move around a whole lot. Yes, which I think is good. It is good, and I think like spoiler alert, we even see it in like the Mandalorian when yeah. Luke shows up. Yes, and even in that, I don't like it. Like, it's yeah, just, I find it's... it upsetting. It's just. Yeah. I, I feel like I, I'm impressed by the technology. Yes. But at the same time, I'm like, we don't need to do this. Like, no. No one wants this. <laughs> yeah. It's cool to see Luke during that time. It is cool. But, yeah, I don't... I don't know. It bo- it bothers me. Yeah. But, um... The Darth Vader fight. Let's talk about that shit, because, oh my god. The final... The, the fi- yeah, in the yes, fucking corridor. It's very good. It's, I... Yeah. I heard an argument one time from somebody that was like... That scene is dumb because you're supposed to be on, like, the side of the Rebels, and then we have this, like, awesome moment with Vader at the end. Mm -hmm. But I don't see it that way so much. I see it... It is a bit of fan service, which, like, you know, whatever. I'll take it. Um, But what I do like about it is it's the first time you see Vader as, like, force of nature. Yeah. You know, just this, like, monster, you know? Yeah. That most, like, most of the Rebellion is never going to encounter Darth Vader, no. right? Like, he's this myth, he's this legend, yep. you know, he's this, like, right. shit, most of the Stormtroopers are never going to see Darth Vader, right? Yeah, but right. the idea that he would rock up for this, this and just, yeah. like, body they, everybody. He just, and they're not even, like, they're barely trying to fight him, they're mostly yeah. trying to run away, you know, because <laughs> yeah. he's just terrifying. Oh, yeah, it's, it is, when I first saw that, right? Mm-hmm. Because they're all in this corridor, lights go out, they're like trying to get this door open because it's stuck, and then it gets quiet. Yeah. They like cut the music, mm-hmm. it's quiet, and then you hear it, you hear the breathing, mm-hmm. and out loud in the theater I went, ah, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> right? Because I knew what was coming. Yeah. And and you see, you, the, the rebels also hear the breathing, and they're like, mm-hmm. oh no. Yeah. And so they get ready. Mm-hmm. Right? And they're sitting there, and and they they 
they did a, such a good job of like holding suspense for just the right amount of time because it's dark shots of yeah. rebels sweating bullets mm-hmm. and then he lights his he ignites yeah. his lightsaber and you're like ah well what? nice knowing you guys yeah <laughs> and what i love too about that moment is there's that moment where they're like the rebels are holding and they're holding yeah. and as soon as the lightsaber lights up the one guy in the back's like no nope, <laughs> yep 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 um and yeah and i i agree it's the because so in ep- in episode three revenge of the sith right mm-hmm. we we know that anakin slaughtered all those children right and he did just the most atrocious things imaginable yeah but we don't ever like like see it yeah. right there's that like holograph that obi-wan kind of watches right and we kind of get glimpses of it but we never see anything like happen this and I know why they didn't show it. It's because, like, if they showed, like, some dude just massacring a bunch of children, that wouldn't have been yeah. received very well. <laughs> so they kind of just had to hint at it. Yeah. Um, but with this, yeah, it's the first time we see Vader really just unload yeah. on some people. Just going nuts. Right. Because in, like, the original trilogy, one, it was the 70s, and, you know, the choreography wasn't too great i think one of the greatest fights is between luke and vader in uh episode six Mm -hmm. um but uh it it, again it's the 70s they were they didn't have what we have today Mm -hmm. and so yes he was a bad guy but we don't see him like really unload on some people right this was the first time and it was brutal like there was no reason for him to just like hold that guy on the ceiling <laughs> for a little bit while he's blocking shots and then cut him in half no reason for that no. he could have just killed him right there yeah. but no well one it's anakin right mm-hmm. flair for the dramatic as always uh but also he's just like a bad dude yeah i like i like the characterization of vader we only get two scenes with him but yeah in this one where he's kind of just a dick. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, there's the, and a lot of people like have thrown, you know, criticism at it, but there's that little moment where he's choking Krennic. Yeah. And tells him don't choke on your aspirations. Yep. And people are like, oh, that's like dumb. That's not very Vader, but it's like, it's a little bit Vader. It's a little like, bit. He's, he's like that, you know, yeah. he's like, he's a dick. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, think about, um, episode four where they're having that like meeting in that mm-hmm. meeting room and that one jackass is, like, saying something, and Vader just starts choking him for no mm-hmm. fucking reason and kills him. Yeah. Right? And then he's like, anybody else want to talk shit? Mm-hmm. Right? It's I think it's very on-brand for him to be like, don't choke on your aspirations, you stupid yeah. bitch. And I think, I think something that Star Wars fans forget, and sorry, Star Wars fans, but <laughs> you guys suck sometimes. Yeah. One, one of the things I think Star Wars fans forget is that, like, Star Wars has always been and always will be like riddled with like goofy humor. Yeah. And oh, yeah. that's just George Lucas's like he, cuz he's like if you see interviews with him, he's very funny. Yeah. And he's like he's funny but in like a very quiet, like very weird way. Yeah. And I feel like the way he writes jokes in the original trilogy is like just him like yeah. just the way he like there's a great joke i think it's in episode five where there's like two imperial officers and they're like talking to vader over mm-hmm. the comms or whatever mm-hmm. 
And one of them says something, and Vader just starts choking him, and he has to like step <laughs> behind and go, yep. What the yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. And the other guy's like, uh, uh like, you know, yep. whatever. And it's so funny. Like, <laughs> and you get the sense that Vader's like, he's just a little like that's just him having fun, you yeah. know? And in this movie, I, I get the same that like George Lucas would have seen that joke and been like, nice. eh. yeah, nice. you know, good that's, one. That's pretty funny, you know? Like Yeah. yeah. Um yeah, I don't know. I I think Star Wars fans need to lighten up yeah, in general. Like, they just need to. They they there's a big old stick right mm-hmm. up their keister that they just have to like just pull it out, remove man. it. Yeah, and not relax. all Star Wars fans. Oh no, no, no. I'm married to one, and yeah. she's you know she's very cool. Like mm-hmm. she likes most things, you know. Yeah. But it's just like I've just met some Star Wars fans that right. just need to chill, yeah. man. Just, just chill. Does you're up here? Yeah. Right. Bring it down. A just bring notches. it down a notch. You yeah. know. Um, it's not that serious. <laughs> It's not that serious. It's a silly. It's a silly, goofy movie. It is. It's about space wizards. Like it's not. <laughs> yeah. Like, come on. Come on. It's not that. It's not that serious. But, um, anything else you want to say about the movie? Um, I since this is an action podcast, mm-hmm. the action in this is really, really it's well very done. Good. Yes. It's so good, and it's well choreographed, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> like all the stuff on Scarif. With yes. the rebels, mm-hmm. it's it's very clear that they you know they wanted to show that this like one and we've said this the entire podcast, <laughs> but this is a war yeah. and people were dying right. Yes, and it was it was a scrappy fight because these rebels they're not trained right. They're just dudes mm-hmm. right and women just trying to make a difference. Yeah. And so they're, you know, taking cover behind whatever they're fighting scrappy. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're taking hits. Yeah. Um, and so I think, I think the like combat choreo- uh, choreography really well done. Yeah. And then anytime we see like hand to hand stuff was mainly with, um, turret turret also really well done. Yeah. Partly because he's like a trained martial you know, artist, martial artist. Yeah. Um, but also just like it's good. Yeah, right. Um, I um, the first time I saw this movie, I, I I remember thinking in the theater like, when are they gonna do? Like, when's Donnie Yen gonna have his moment? Mm-hmm. You know, because it's like you don't hire him to just stand around, right? You know, yeah. Like you hire him to hit a dude. A guy of that caliber is just like, mm-hmm. you know, he's like. You know, in, to, to like martial arts fans, he's like Jesus. You know, he's like, <laughs> you know, yeah. you can't just put him in a movie and just have him stand there. Right. So I remember the first time I watched it, I was like, where is it? What's he going to do? Where, where's the yeah. moment? You know, mm-hmm. and that moment where like he walks into the center of all those stormtroopers. I was like, oh, there it is. Yep. That's it. Because <laughs> the camera go. even pulls back. It yeah. goes wide. And it's just like, just let him go. Yep. Um, it's like a little top. He, yeah. He just, boom, you know, yep. Um yeah, you're right. The hand-to-hand stuff's really good. Mm-hmm. And the they do a good job in this movie, too, of, like, when the action is unfolding, especially on Scarif, they cut back and forth enough that you don't get lost as to, like, where everything is. Yes. Um, and it, I remember I was watching it, I think it was last year, I had the thought of, like, like Star Wars doesn't do, like, non-orchestral like orchestral music, right? right. Like. They're never going to put, like, a pop song in, like, a Star Wars movie. Imagine, like, a Wiz Khalifa song in a Star Wars movie. Yeah, because it would throw you out, you know? Like, but I always wish that, like, during the, the, like, Scarif battle, they had put in Fortunate Son. Oh, yeah. You know, while they're, like, landing on the beach. You know, like, they're, like, 
coming in for ground landing, and it's all bear dare. Yep. Dare dare. They didn't do that, but yeah. I always thought that would be funny. That's so good. Because um, I do love the stuff on Scarif where, like, you see the troops, like, being reinforced, mm-hmm. and you see, like... And what I like about that fight, too, is, especially at the start of it, where they're all kind of in the, the one ship, and they're, like, waiting to go out there. Mm-hmm. You see them, like, there's a mood, you know, where it's, like, they all kind of know they're going to die. Yeah. But they're not going to say it, you yeah. know? They're just, like... Maybe we'll get out of here, yeah. you know, but more than likely we're all going to die. Yeah. Well, and it's it's like they, they were, I think, really taking to heart what Jin told them before they got there, mm-hmm. which was like, essentially like, you know, we'll do the first thing mm-hmm. and then we'll do the next thing mm-hmm. and we'll keep going until we win mm-hmm. or not. Yeah. Right. And so they, I think, yeah, they were like, it was clear to them that like, oh, yeah, there's a good chance that we're not getting out of here. Right. But we're not going to say it because we're just going to focus on this first thing, right? Right. We're laying all the charges. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to blow all the charges. And then we're going to fight some people. And we're just going to keep going until we get to the part where either we win or we lose. Yeah. So. Excuse me. Your excuse. Um, oh, my God. Oh, my word. <laughs> I'm burpy today. Yeah. Um, I'm like a little baby. <laughs> there you go. I had a few miscellaneous final thoughts. Yeah. Um, one of them is that I love that <laughs> this movie kind of gives you the idea that, like, the Mon Calamari, like, the, you know, the fish guys. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, like Admiral Akbar. Yes. You get the sense that they're, like, they're, like, the hot shots yes. of, like, the Rebel Alliance, yep. you know? Because with Admiral Akbar in, in Episode Six, you know, he's the one who's like, it's a trap, you yep. know? like. Mm-hmm. And in this one, Admiral Raddus is the one that's like, let's go fuck him up. Yeah, like, let's, let's just go in, let's go yep. get him. Guns blazing. Guns blazing, and everyone else is like, chill, Raddus. Yep. Like, you know, whatever. I, I love his plan to use one of those fucking hammerhead corvettes yes. to just, like, body a star that, destroy oh my god that is one of my favorite moments in the <laughs> yeah. movie and you just reminded me the moment where he's like fucking get him like, yeah just and oh man i love some of the so that leads me into my my next point which is that i think the creature design in this one oh, is yeah. kind of at the best it's been for yep. star wars in a while mm-hmm. and w- one of the things i love and i love it in every star wars movie I just love me some little guys. I love the little guys. Yes. There's three little guys There's in this. There's three of them. Yep. There's the one who's with, um, he's with Saw's troops. Yes. And he's like a little, he's got like a little beard. Yep. And he's like, mm-hmm. you know, he's like, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yep. And then there's, he's great. One actually gets a name. His name's Pow. Oh yeah. yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And he's the one who's, he, he lands with, um, uh, Jin and, uh, yes. uh, I almost called him Donnie, uh, Charette and Baze. Yeah. Um, and he's like, ah, you know, <laughs> he jumps out and he's like, Rrr. yeah, the gun's like as big yeah. as him. He's like a little lizard man, but my favorite one, uh-huh. he's my favorite little guy in all of star Wars. He's, he's on the ship and he's got the turret. Oh yeah. And it's yeah. like, it's like bigger than him. And yep. he's like, you know, yep. I love me some little guys. He, I bet you, this is my headcanon, uh-huh. I bet you, they had some other guy manning mm-hmm. that, and he, like, looked at it, and he just pushed that guy out of the way, oh, yeah. and took charge, because he wanted to use that, I and if anybody that. got close to him, he'd be like, no, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> I love the idea that the rebellion is just like, we'll take anybody, we yep. don't care if we're two feet tall. <laughs> or ten feet tall, I don't you know, know. fuck. Um, 
I just love anytime in Star Wars there's like a character who's completely impractical. <laughs> like, yep. you know, like I love the low guys, but like yeah. there's a guy in uh, the Rise of Skywalker, which is a terrible movie, but yeah. there's a, a scene at the beginning where there's like a big slug man, and <laughs> yeah. he's like, he has no arms, and I'm like, yeah. how does he do anything? You know, but yep. he's like, <laughs> <laughs> yep, yeah, um, yeah. I just I wanted to talk about the little guys because I didn't guys. know where else to put it in. But. Yeah, no, that's fine. I I also love the little guys. I think they're a really great brief comedic yes uh, break from they're all wonderful. the horrible war atro- yeah. atrocities that are happening. And I like, I don't know, man. I, I read, there was an interview with Gareth Edwards, who was one of the co-writers, and then he was also the director. And he talked about how they originally, like, didn't know if Disney would let them have a really grim ending. Yeah. You know, so they kind of wrote it like, oh, they all live at the end, or whatever. Right. And I appreciate that Disney was like, nah, kill them. Yep, go you for know? it. <laughs> um, because it, it does give you the idea that, like, the rebellion is, like composed of a bunch of people who are willing to die for the cause Mm -hmm. i just i just love it so good it's a good movie Mm -hmm. it's really good i the very beginning i think has one of my other favorite moments and it's where jen is being transported uh somewhere yeah and the transport gets stopped by rebels they bust in oh yeah and she like kicks all their asses runs out jumps uh-huh. And Kay is just right just there, grabs her, her, her yeah. slams her on the ground and goes, you are being rescued. Yeah, congratulations, right? you are being rescued. rescued. Yeah. Right? I like, And you can tell that like that knocked the wind out oh, of yeah. her. It was so... Because he's just... He didn't move. Mm-hmm. He grabbed... Just like, she jumped, he grabbed, didn't move on the ground. Yep. It was oh, so funny. And I, I want to... We, we didn't really talk about her that much, but I think Felicity Jones is great. I think Oh, she's wonderful. I think she's a good lead. I yeah. think Jen is a very interesting character. Yeah. Um, I feel like she doesn't get enough credit for no. being kind of the first lead, female lead of a Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, Rey kind of was yeah. in Force Awakens, but um, I think she doesn't get enough credit. I oh, think no. she's great. Yeah. She carries that movie really well. Yeah. I think... You really get the feeling about, like, the weight she has on her shoulders. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of people give shit to her for that line where she's like, I'm a rebel. This is a rebellion, isn't it? I rebel. And it's like, it was only in the trailer. It's not in the final movie, so it's yeah, fine. You it's know? whatever. Um, yeah, I think she's great. Oh, I, she's wonderful. Props to her. Yeah. I hope I, she's in more stuff. Oh, same. <laughs> I think she's she's one of my favorite characters in Star Wars just because she's, like, she doesn't give a shit. No. I mean, she won't put up with any shit either. Because, mm-hmm. um, like, when they were trying to recruit her, she's like, I, no, fuck you. Like, yeah. what do I get out of this, right? right? And she was very hesitant at first. Um, and, yeah. I just, yeah. Well done, Felicity. Yeah. And we didn't really talk about him either, but I think Mads Mikkelsen is really good as Galen. Yes. <clears throat> He's barely in it, but... yeah. Um, Good performance. Oh, yeah. I think he's good in everything. Yeah, it's nice to see him playing a good guy for once. <laughs> yeah, um, no, that's fair. The uh, there's the I don't I can't remember his fucking name. He was in the Rebel, uh, but he I didn't actually realize this because I hadn't watched it yet because I yeah. don't think it had come out. But he's the principal in Sex Education. Oh, that guy. Yes. Yeah, yeah he's good. Yeah, he was great, and yeah. I didn't realize it until I watched it this time around. I was like, wait a minute. I know where he's from. Yeah. Uh, and I, I was like, man, I didn't realize he'd done Star Wars. Oh, yeah. So, I forgot about that guy. Yeah. He's a good guy, that guy. 
He is. Um, but yeah, so that's that's the movie. That much. is the movie. Unless you have anything else, you gotta. No, I don't. I, oh, I think this might be the last thing. I love the design of those troopers in the all black. Oh, the Death Troopers. Death Troopers. Yeah. I love those guys. Yes. They're so cool. And I love their um, voice. Like yes. their scrambled, yeah. you know, like comms. Yeah. Because it makes them very scary. Oh, it makes them absolutely <laughs> fucking terrifying. They don't really do anything in this movie. They just no. kind of stand there. But Yeah. Um, they're really cool. I, I want more of them. Yes. They're very good. Yeah. And they're, they're fun if you've ever played Star Wars Battlefront. Oh they're yeah, they're in the second one. Okay, um, they're a lot of fun to play in that, yeah. but they're they're great. Yeah, good design, like you said. Oh, Just yeah. the sleek helmet, Yo. like that, like almost like pinched cheeks, yeah. like yeah. Um, and the all black, all black. They're almost alien. Like yeah. they're very like. When I first watched it, I thought maybe they were like maybe that, they yeah. were like, um, like some sort of tall humanoid alien or something, but. Yeah. I think they are supposed to just be regular stormtroopers, but just that voice scrambler. Yep. Um, yeah, they're great. They're wonderful. One thing I was, I, I this this will be the last thing, but yeah. I I was thinking about it when I was watching it. I like that this movie and uh, the Mandalorian and the Book of Boba Fett have all done a good job of establishing that like there are other like languages and cultures in Star Wars yes. that dominate the galaxy besides like humans and English. Yeah. I don't know why I just was thinking about this, but I like that. Like there's that one guy who he's the one who takes Bodhi into yeah. captivity. He's got like the weird like, yeah. face. Yeah. I like that. He is speaking, um, Huddies. Yes. I don't know why I just, I enjoy that. Like, I yeah. like that there's other like yeah. major languages. Like yeah. it, it adds this like layer mm-hmm. of like, you know, yeah, there's standard English, but then there's also like you might speak Huddies or you might speak Twilight or you might speak whatever. Like mm-hmm. it adds like a bigger like it makes it adds the flavor. It adds flavor. It makes the galaxy feel lived in. Yeah, um, yeah. And like in like I like that like in Book of Boba Fett, like you know they make like the Tuscan Raiders out to be like a culture. Yeah, you know I I love stuff like that where That's they so like good. give it this extra like. Give it life. Just a little, you know? Yeah. Just a little kith. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's... I, I totally agree. Um, I love that part with the uh, Tuscan Raiders because they're they're painted as, like, this, like, violent group of people that just will, like, kill on sight. Yeah. And to some degree, kind of, but they're, they're a species, right? right? They have communities. They have families. Mm-hmm. All this kind of stuff. And so I think Book of Boba Fett did a really good job of, like, humanizing them and giving them, like, giving them life. Yeah. Uh, Um, And one thing we didn't talk about that I keep saying this is going to be the last thing. Um, I think the music is really good in this. I think it's very different from mm -hmm. the John Williams score. Yeah. But I think that's to its benefit. Yes. Like, I love the music, like, when they're on Jetta and it's that, like, almost sounds like a... um, What's the name of that instrument? You hear it a lot in like Indian music. Oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that almost like um, I can't remember what the name of the instrument is, but it's that like, zing, yep. like boom, yep. almost like a steel guitar. Yes, like, yeah, um, yeah. I love I love so the good. the music, and I think it it does a good job of making you feel like Star Wars without like mm-hmm. copying it too much. Yeah, it you makes know? it unique. Yeah, so we've arrived 
at the end. Yes, we have. Um, the tensest moment of the show. Yeah. What would you rate it out of 10? As a movie, mm-hmm. forgetting that it's Star Wars, I'm going to say 8.9 out of 10. Ooh, okay. 8.9 out of 10. As a Star Wars, bringing in the Star Wars context. Yeah. <clears throat> 9.1 out of 10. Ooh. All right. I'm going to say, just for both, I'm going to just say 9 out of 10. 9 out of 10? Yeah. Okay. I There's very little I don't like. And yes. I think that the stuff I don't like isn't bad enough to detract from the overall yes. like feeling. Yes. I guess. I agree. Um, that might get me in some hot water with that guy who got mad at me for taking a point away from Triple R. But <laughs> well, whatever. <laughs> um, uh, but that's okay. Yeah. I mean, um, my average is also the same as your score. So Yeah, it's just, I just... It's, I don't know. Everything in this movie works for me. It does. I'm, yeah. I'm, I love it. Mm-hmm. And I love you. I love you. And we're going to go make out now. Yeah. Um, so. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> whoops. Uh, okay. So that's the show. Yeah, it is. So thank you so much for listening. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you like this episode, go ahead and leave us a nice review. Nice re- yep. How many Maybe. stars should they rate us? Uh, well, like we said at the very beginning, I think um, the the best course of action for any rating uh, is always giving it the most. The most. So for us, personally, this is my opinion, five. Five, yes. five stars, uh, a like, a thumbs up. Agreed. I think that's fair. Fair. And then... Uh, yeah, you can do it. You can do it right in your app if you're mm-hmm. listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Um, if you have something you would like to tell us or send us a recommendation, you can email us at vivalaaction at gmail.com. If you would like to get in contact with us on Instagram or Facebook, we are at vivalaaction. And on Twitter, we are at actionviva. But uh, you can find Grayson rummaging around in the trash. Yep. And you'll find me floating through the cold, dead vacuum of space. Excellent. That's the episode. Bye. 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 <laughs>